Hello, and welcome to the All Dale Army podcast. Good evening, all, and we're back for another episode of the All Dale Aren't We podcast. It has been a little while since we last spoke. That was uh, during pre-season. Uh, quite a bit's changed since then. Well, quite a lot, really. And quite a lot of positivity's come out of it for a change, which is which is very odd for, for us three. We're normally the bearer of negative news, as always. But no, this time we're actually we're actually looking up. Uh, so I'll just start by seeing how both my guests are. Ben, how are we? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, Tom. Very good. Glad to hear it. And Travis, how have we been? Yeah, man, I'm all right. I'm all right. Good, good, good. Glad to hear it. Well, we'll just dive right into it. We're not really following any order with this one, but I just felt like we had to speak about this first and foremost. Obviously, the news broke on Saturday morning as 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 Travis and the hopeful the hopeful Dale fans were off to Northampton. That the news that um, Curran Curran and Rose have pulled out of the deal to buy the club. Just an amazing, amazing thing, really. You know, didn't really, didn't really feel like that would be happening. Felt like it would probably have to take a bit more intervention from the EFL and the, the governing bodies before anything would have happened. But no, look, it seems like you know the people that have been, you know, really trying to expose these people have, have done a great job, and it's, they've scared them off in the end. I just wanted to get your like initial reactions, boys, on uh, what you thought on all that, what you thought on that situation, and you know what great news it was, uh, Travis. Uh, when I first read the statement, I actually didn't know what it meant. I had to put it in the group chat, like, what does this mean? Because it was all worded weirdly, but um, as soon as the word came about on Twitter and all that, I was just absolutely buzzing. Um, obviously, it's great news. We all expected this. I mean, I was. I thought this takeover was going to happen. I thought it was going to be, like, the worst thing to happen. So, yeah, it was really good. And I think they just changed the whole mood about Northampton. I think the fan base just changed. Like, the mood was really good there. So, yeah, really good news. Yeah, and I mean, I think the fan base were in good spirits. You know, obviously, new manager, new season, new new players. I think there was a good um, feeling uh, around the club, but obviously, that, that there was that air, that air of uncertainty in the background with everything that's been taking place with the club recently. And I'm not going to profess to know all the ins and outs of the details because there's some people that have really worked tirelessly on this and really, you know, dug up facts on these people. And I, you know what? My credit to them, and you know, and I really, really do appreciate everyone that's really got involved in it to try and, um, well, obviously stop this from happening and it looks like they have done. But yeah, Ben, what was your reaction on it as well, uh, please? Um, happy days. Um, it was kind of the perfect Saturday. It was um, a big relief after the last couple of weeks, probably months now. Um, but yeah, big shout out to everyone, like you said, that actually has put the work in and countless sleepless nights, I would imagine. Um, we cannot thank you enough as a fan base. Um, it's God's work, really. But yeah, it's a big, big relief and hopefully we can focus on the season ahead now. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, it kind of felt almost like, I mean, we'll obviously dive onto the, the games a bit later, but it kind of felt like the, the Northampton game was a, just a bit of a second afterthought, really. That felt like the biggest victory of the day at, at that point. And, you know, obviously, <laughs> obviously, just to dive on it slightly, we obviously backed that up with the win later on as well. So it kind of made it the perfect day. But as you say, as, as we've all just been saying, you know, massive credit to all the fans that have, you know, that have worked day and night to expose the wrongdoings that these people have been trying to do by buying this club. And and also I need and also a special um, shout out to the trust. You know their work's been effortless again as well, and constant and Cole Cavana. You know he looks like he's really made a difference. And you know the best thing about it all is we've not been kept in the lurch with it. He's informed all the fans at each step of what's been going on and where we're up to with it. And yeah, you just basically can't fault it. What an amazing, what an amazing uh, achievement we've uh, we've managed to save our football club by the looks of it. And yeah, there's not much more to be said on that. Just really great mm-hmm. outcome, obviously. Um, so moving on in uh, to 
throwing our minds back. Well, not throwing our minds back that far, really. Just to talk about the uh, the signings that have, have come in, obviously over over the course of the summer and since we last spoke. I, I think when we last spoke, Stockdale had only just been appointed and he hadn't really had a lot of time to work with the squad and see who he wanted to bring in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I believe it's been ten signings so far, um, a, a whole host yeah. of loan and experience and across the board, and it looks to be like a really good mix so far. Um, so. Just get you, just to get your opinions. I just wanted to see who's who's impressed you so far out of who we've who we've brought in and who we've actually been able to see so far. Uh, ben, um, probably O'Keefe. Um, yeah, I think he's had a storm of a few performances, especially the last few games. He he seemed all right when we've been able to watch it, but the last two games apparently he's been unreal. And like you said, to have loaned him off another League Two side, it seems like a good bit of business that. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't. I can't understand. I mean, I was a bit skeptical of him in the first game at Harrogate. I didn't think he showed a hell of a lot. But you know, come yeah. to think of it, I was probably being unreasonable to ask anything of him. You know, he's just come into a team that's had pretty, well, pretty much virtually no preseason together, and that probably was like a preseason game to him. But you know, since then, he, even in the games that I've seen of him, he's looked like he's growing as a player, and he looks like a, like a real a real coop. To be honest, if I'm if I'm being if I'm being honest, to be fair, he just looks like a brilliant bit of business. Hopefully, that can be something that can be extended for the rest of the season. Uh, Travis, who's impressed you so far? Um, I agree with that. All Keith's been really good. Um, Northampton the other day, absolutely class on the right hand side. He was bombing it down left, right, and centre. Yeah, we're doing great. Um, I think at Dorset, I said to you a few times, he's looked really good. But the second half at Northampton, and especially last night at Shrewsbury, mm. he um he bossed it. It was absolutely class. Some of his passing, his distribution was crazy for a young defender like him. Um, he's built like a brick wall as well. Um, partner next to O'Connell and Taylor, who's impressed me as well. I think so so far it looks all right defensively. I know we had a bit of issues at Harrogate and that, but it looks. I think they'll like they'll build a good relationship because they do look good together at M3. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I've not had the pleasure of watching him play yet. He obviously came in quite late on late on the Friday night, and he obviously didn't really have a chance to interview him or anything. And he was just kind of thrust into the action on Saturday uh, for the last for the closing uh, the closing parts of the game. And seems like he he's, he's settled in since then. Um, I've been pretty happy with most of the recruitment, really. I mean, from what we've seen of everybody that we can, it seems that like I say, Stockdale has a real eye for a player. Uh, and yeah, we look like we're building a solid base of a team. You know, maybe maybe expectations were, were unrealistic um, come the first game week. Obviously, like I say, we'll touch on this a bit further. But obviously, the players were settling in. Um, but yeah, on a whole, I'm pretty happy with all the recruitment that we've done. Uh, also, just wanted to touch on because obviously it only really broke yesterday. The signing of Liam Kelly. He looks to be like a real coup of a signing. Obviously, a higher up league experience. Uh, I was watching his highlight reels for Reading. He looks to be a quality player. Um, obviously. Um, he, weirdly enough, played for Feyenoord uh, in the Netherlands. Obviously, a massive, massive team in the Dutch league. Um, so it's a bit of a weird one. How he's ended up at Rochdale. Obviously, he's he spent two seasons out on loan at Oxford. Um, you know, fifty-fifty reviews from the Oxford fans, but he sounds a bit like that broken toy signing that you know that we always seem to love. And it's probably the only reason we've been available. To, well, he's been available for us to get him. But yeah, what did you want to um, just wanted to get your opinions on just specifically Liam Kelly, uh, Travis? Um, Oxford fans don't seem to rate him, but we've seen that how many times we've seen that before with previous signings where previous clubs don't don't rate him as a player. I meant for that class. Um, I, I knew about him a while ago when he was at Reading. Um, and I've heard I heard good things then. Reading fans seem to rate him when he was younger. I think he's like twenty five now. Um, so yeah, he should be um 
he should have been a good signing. He looks on paper, he looks like a, a good a good steal on paper. We'll just see how he performs on the pitch, won't we? Yeah, and I mean, I've got to, you've got to feel that probably some of that Rathbone money has gone towards getting this signing through the door. To, especially on a two-year deal, considering the pedigree that he's been at previous to us, and like I say, it's probably the only reason we've got him is because of, because of his um, because of his record elsewhere. Maybe he's fallen off the rails a bit, and he obviously it needs needs a bit of fixing. It's uh, getting back into his stride again. But yeah, listen, I hope I hope it works out for him and the length of the contract, two deals. So that's good for us. You know, if he has a really good season, there's there's, there's a sell-on value. He's, he's he's young still, so it looks very positive. But yeah, Ben, what did you reckon on the signing of Liam Kelly? Um, it was a bit of a shock, but like you said, especially with him being from, well, playing for Feyenoord. Um, but it's one of them, I'm hopeful just because of the fact that I'm hoping he has some sort of fill in that Rathbone role that we was seem to be missing. Um, someone that can play the ball out, he runs at the defenders, and I feel like that's what we miss from the games that I've watched so far. So I'm hoping he kind of slots into that role. I know it's probably a bit of a bit of big thing to ask, but I've got fingers crossed for him. Yeah, yeah. Just to, just well, just to, this was actually a bit of an added point that I've not had down on the notes. It's obviously news that only broke this evening. Uh, apparently, well, it, and I, I think it seems to be like likely the case as one of his family members has liked the post I put on um, that we've rejected a bid from Shrewsbury Town for um, Aaron Morliffe for 150 grand. Um, could you, do you reckon he could be coming in as a bit of a replacement for Aaron Morley potentially with him maybe going out, maybe going the other way? I don't know. What do you reckon, Travis? You know what? I don't want to be too harsh on him, but it wouldn't be a big miss. Um, I think he, I don't think he started the season great. Um, I think if we can get a decent sum for him from a League One team, then I think we should take it because I just don't rate him as much as certain of people do, and that's all disrespect. Like I just don't seem to rate him. A lot of people make it as the best midfielder in in League Two. I know it's only been a few games, but I mm. think I would not be too disheartened if we did end up selling him. To be honest, I've got to be careful of how I word this because I don't want to come across as um, I don't think he's a good footballer. I, I do think he's got some really good attributes and qualities. I think his passing range is brilliant, and I think he, could, like I say, he can really spray the ball. Um, he's got a decent free kick on him, and he does seem like he has moments of real brilliance. But I could never really, I can never really pinpoint what type of player he is. And uh, yeah, it's just a bit of a tricky one. Obviously, he's only got a year left on his deal. If they've offered us 150 grand, I don't see us getting much more than that. Maybe maximum 200 grand, probably not even that. And it's but then again, it's a funny one in the sense that Shrewsbury look like they're in a relegation dogfight like we were last season. Is he just going to be going to a club that's going to eventually just eventually end up like us and get relegated anyway? I mean, it's very early doors, so obviously you don't know. But it's, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. But what did you, what do you reckon, Ben? Is it is do you reckon it could be that Aaron Morley's out and Liam Kelly's in a bit of a like for like swap? Um, I think it'll be a bit of a strange one if he does end up going to Shrewsbury, just because, like you said, they do look like a team that'll be playing us next season. Um, they were, from all accounts, we battered him last night, and I wouldn't see much reason for him to actually go to Shrewsbury at all. Fair enough if another team comes in and offer, but I just I don't see the point of him going to Shrewsbury at all, and I don't mind him as a player. I feel like he has got that experience now from being in the side for a fair bit. Um, he, he has moments of magic, like you said. Um, can remember Rotherham away a few seasons ago now when he curled yeah. on top bins, but it's just one of them. I feel that it's it's hard to say really. I think I'd be happy to keep him, but like you said, if the right money comes from me, it's not going to be a massive loss. 
Yeah, yeah, and I think if it was, I think it's the calibre of club that's been linked. It's obviously only Shrewsbury. It, it, it's just a bit of a funny one. If it was Portsmouth for someone looking at him, I'd probably say go for it. Like it'll probably really develop his career because maybe it's, you could argue it's maybe stagnated, stagnated a bit at Rochdale. But what we have to remember as well is, he, you know, we put a lot of pressure on his shoulders because it feels like he's been around at this club for such a long time. But and he has really, but he's only twenty-one. It's no age of a footballer. I remember when Keith Hill was playing him against Southend for the first time, and I think he must have only been about 16. But he's come a long way in that time, really. Uh, and to become an established first-team regular, yeah, brilliant for him. Like I say, I don't think I'd be super-duper concerned if, 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 we got, if, if, if we sold him. But I also don't see Shrewsbury as really a, a step forward for him. Maybe that's just me looking at it in my own like rose-tinted goggles. But who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. So... Um, just moving on, just to touch on Stockdale again a bit more. He does seem that he has a real, have a real pulling power for players to get, you know, to get them in through the door. You know, we've had, we've got, we've had players coming through from higher levels. Obviously, with Liam Kelly, we've got players coming in out of Premier League clubs such as Danny Cashman, uh, yeah, and Corey O'Keefe. Like I say, I think you touched on this, Ben, but I can't understand for the life of me how we've managed to get him on loan from another League Two club, considering how good he looks. But yeah, yeah, I just wanted to see uh, get your opinions, uh, Ben. What do you, do you do? You see it as like he's got a really, really strong pulling power to get good players through the door. Do you think players really want to work with him? Yeah, I've got to agree there. Um, I think it was a slow start when he came in, but we're obviously all psyched up and waiting at the season going. But like you said, ten players now that have come in, and pretty much all of them look hopeful players. And like you said, the O'Keefe, the Cashman, it's all big signings that will do well in League Two. And you can, it's it's the beginnings and the start and the foundations of a good League Two side, I reckon, that will have a good push this season. It's like you said, just getting it, getting them all bonded together. We had no pre-season. So I think, I think it'll be a good side. I think he's getting, he's signed some mega players and I think the 10 signings have fit nicely into the team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like you say, like, like, like I've just been saying, you know, he seems to have a real knack of uh, getting the players through the door. And like you say, we have a, we seem to have a really good balance so far with the signings that we brought in um, of, you know, height, experience, all sorts. Something that I've probably not really uh, related to with a Rochdale team for my time in supporting them. I've never seen big, t- pot, tall, powerful players at Rochdale. It's always been about intricate play and Looks like we looks like we're ready to rough it up a bit this season and you know try something a bit different to what we've been used to, which looks really positive to be honest. But yeah, what do you what do you reckon, Travis? Do you think players obviously um, really want to come and play for Stockdale? Well, yeah, I remember under the previous regime of BBM and all of them, there was rumours of us only affording like non-league players, maybe one or two loan players. I remember hearing that a few times. So. Say when he's got when DBM's left and we've got to stop their win. We've signed all these players, Premier League, Championship, um, League Two, like League Two players coming on loan to us. Um, it does show, it does show that they do want to play for him, and they don't, as you can see why, like from what we've seen so far, the football he's been playing, it is really attractive, and I think it is, you can see why players would want to come here and play for him. Yeah, definitely. I don't say, like I say again, I don't really want to touch on this too much because we're going to touch on it later, but. Yeah, I mean, yes, the results haven't been forthcoming, and I think there's been that there had been a bit of a meltdown with the fan base, and I, probably a few years ago, I'd have been that fan. I reckon you'd have been that fan, Travis, as well, definitely. That we're saying it's they're saying that it's not good enough, that we're not getting results. But you know, there's got to be a bit of realism, you know. But like I say, we've had no preseason. Um, probably our first few games have been a preseason for us, but we seem to. But all those games, I feel like we've dominated for the most part. 
So that's a really positive sign for us to grow into this season. And I'm not putting any expectations on us to go and get promotion. But if we have a good, solid season this year, then who can complain, really? Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to touch on, obviously, his, his transfer policy as well. Um, I just wanted to see what you think. Has, do you think he's he's utilised the loan market correctly? Because he seems to have a good balance through the squad so uh, uh, so far. And uh, also, uh, do you reckon he'll bring anyone else in, uh, any, other, any other signings in? And if so, where do you think we need signings? Uh, Travis? Um, starting off, I think he's well. Um, I think he's got what we need. We've got a striker and Andrews who didn't look great at Forest Green, but we'll get into that later. Um, Cashburn, I mean, he was rated a lot by Brighton fans, and he looked he looked he looked all right. He got his first goal last night. Um, Dorset, like I said, looks good. Broadbent on North Sheffield United. Um, so yeah, it's um you can see that he's used it well. And um, I think it would definitely exactly work in our favour. Yeah, just just to interrupt before you go on to if we bring anyone else in, I, just the point I was I was highlighting about the loan market, just to explain, is uh, it's more to do with the fact that I feel like Brian obviously used the loan market quite a lot in his time at Rochdale, but I never felt he used it to the right effect. It was always just a constant use of bringing in loan players from Premier League clubs that haven't really been blooded, but they were always kind of a mould, like a certain type of mould of footballer. Nothing really seemed to be chopped or changed. It was always the same type of, you know, you know what I mean, the same type of player being churned out for us to come and play for us. And I think it's good that we've used it the way we have. Like I say, we've got a complete difference and that ability to change it up if needs if needs be. But yeah, do you think we'll be bringing anybody else in signings wise? I don't think we can bring any anybody else in on loan. We might have reached the loan cap now, possibly. Um, I don't see who. I, I think we've got a pretty well rounded squad now. We've got. Two goalkeepers. We've got a lot of We've got a fullback to want. We've got a, a few fullbacks to like, choose from for the first time. God knows how long. <laughs> um, two centre backs. We've got two strikers. We've got Beasley and Andrews. I think Cashman can go there as well. Um, Leave Kelly now. I think um, I think if we did sell more, we might try, maybe try and bring someone else in. Maybe. Don't know what I think would be. And that would be, like you said, Kelly might be a replacement. But if it stays as it is, I think I think that we've got like the good foundations of a of a senior. So if yeah. we need to go into Yeah, it's brilliant. It's like obviously it's a it's a it's a breath of fresh air, isn't it? To, to actually have a competitive squad that, you know, will battle it out for places, which is something that I don't think we've had for a long time, but especially under Brian. We've not had that squad depth that's needed, I think, to push players. And when obviously injuries crop up, it feels like we've got something to actually fall back on for a change, which is great. Um but yeah. Uh, ben, what did you reckon on the on the utilisation of the loan market? Do you think we've got a good balance through the squad? Yeah, like I said, I think it's much better than what Brian did. It was the same calibre and like the same style of play, like you said, when he used to use it. But I think we have got a massive variation of plays. We've got we've pretty much got one or two plays from the positions that we did need. Um, we've got all sorts of plays from Cashman to Andrews, who's got the physicality that we do need in league. So I think that he has got a, a really good variety of loan signings and like like Travis was saying I think it is a good base of uh, a lead two squad and I'm just hoping that over the next few games um, we can get that gel together and start getting the run going yeah exactly fingers crossed that you know it works out like that um, yeah and let's hope let's hope we can go on and have a, have a successful season uh, yeah just want to touch on Stockdale again just um, just about him being like a breath of fresh air really with his interviews he says it how he sees it and I think fans really have appreciated that after the last regime um, you know, with Brian, we had a lot of um, 
blowing um, smoke up our arse, basically. Sorry for the French. Um, and just chatting a lot of nonsense that fans didn't really want to hear. It, quite similar in the mould to Keith Hill with some of the stuff that he came out with. It was, I think, with Keith, it, Keith got away with it because he could back it up with results for quite a long time. But obviously, when Keith stopped getting results, I don't think fans appreciated some of the nonsense he came out with. Um, and Brian's never really had a consistent run of results to, uh, to feel that I think fans would get on board with it with some of the stuff he's come out with. But yeah, how's that come across uh, to you, Ben? Um, yeah, it's much better. Um, like I say, highlighting the Harrogate game when we did actually lose that. Um, some fans weren't happy, obviously, because it's Harrogate in his first game of the season. But then you get the post-match interview of him saying that it wasn't good enough. And it's a massive pressure for share. Like you said, with um, BBM, you used to get every excuse under the sun to the fact that we were the better team, we had possession, all that sort of rubbish. But he openly admits that we weren't we, we were up to standard and that's what you want. Um it's it's the right attitude and it, it looks like he has been improving and working on these the errors in, in midweek in training. So that's all we can hope for. He, honesty is what the fans want. Yeah, and it's, it's I think it's a tough one. I think when you go with the delicate approach to the uh, to the media and to the fans, uh that you know you're really trying to nurture the players. I think if, if you're gonna go with that approach, it's got to work and it's got to be backed up by results in the long run and cons- more consistent form. Whereas I think if things are going wrong, but you can hear a manager saying all the right things to the fan fans, I think fans appreciate that more and can understand. Like I, this is me, and maybe this is just the way I look at it. I I think it was really good that he came out um, and spoke about the uh, the Northampton game and said that he lost his temper in the dressing room at half time, saying that he didn't think it was good enough. I I I think that's brilliant for a manager to do something like that, and I think it's something that we need. We've we've needed we've needed that culture that culture reset at the club. Uh, you know, to really be able to push us forward. It seems so far like the players are buying into it and it's having the effect it needs. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ben, what? Uh, how's it, how, obviously, how's Stockdale and his interviews come across to you? Not Ben, did I just say Ben? Come on, Tom, lad. Come on, Tom, lad. Uh, I'm rusty, can't you tell I'm rusty? He's rusty. Yeah, he's rusty. I'll let you off. Come on, then, Travis. Uh, come on, then. Um, well, yeah, like you said on Saturday when he said that, we saw... I don't remember how we get when he walked past us. We saw how angry he was um, yeah, walking at half time. You know that they got a rollick at half time there as well. Um, yeah, he just he just says how it is. He doesn't he doesn't beat you around the bush. Even things with not playing well, he's defended that he'll he'll say it in interviews and no doubt he said it ten times more in private and dressing rooms and all that. So compared to Brian and all the shit he was saying. Um, it's just, yeah, like you said, a breath fresh air. Like, it's great to see. And I think we needed it for a long time. Yeah, like I say, it's like just like what I said, we definitely needed that culture reset at the football club. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a crazy old sum of what with what with the events that's happened at Rochdale on, on and off the pitch really. Um but yeah, probably just having that, that period now where we reset everything and strip it back and start again. It's been it, it, it's 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 needed. Um, yeah, so hopefully long. Ho- hopefully it'll have the desired effect, and long mate will con- uh, long mate will it will it continue to be fair. Uh, so just moving on. Um, obviously, <laughs> some things that always come back and haunt us: uh, the injury crisis, uh, the injury crisis at the start of the season, and obviously being one one of the probably the most unluckiest clubs having a COVID crisis within the first week of the season. But I think it's really po- positive point to uh, touch on that we actually remain competitive so far throughout it. Um, and we look to be fine, like I say, as we touched on, we look to be finding our feet now. Um, some players haven't had much chance of an opportunity. I'd like I'm highlighting like Broadbent and A.D. White. Uh, so hopefully they'll get a bit more game time going forward. 
Um, so fingers crossed, and hopefully, you know, they can really add something to the team. Um, less said about Jim McNulty, the better. Uh, <laughs> 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 Stick him in for the pizza trophy games, and I'm, and I'm happy. Um, yeah, so let's let's touch, touch our minds back, obviously, to all that build up to the Harrogate game. You know, we've not fans haven't been into the stadiums for nearly eighteen months. Uh, or probably must have been over 18 months. You know, we're all raring to go back to a football match and see our team play. But around two weeks before uh, the season started, they were having issues with ticket situations regarding Sunderland coming up in a coming up in a pre-season for, for a pre-season game to the point where they had to refund all the fans and the game was played behind closed doors. Then, then we move on a week later and they're playing. I think it was Doncaster in a pre-season, but they were only allowing home fans in. And the situation started to become quite alarming. I was quite calm about it at first, thinking that obviously they would sort it and there was there was time for it to be dealt with accordingly. Um, but there, yeah, then you got up to about a week before the game and there's still no announcement on tickets or what's going on with that situation. Uh, and then it got to, I think it had been, I think it was about the, the Tuesday or the Wednesday and I'd just given up all hope that they were going to sell tickets and I thought, oh, this is, this is horrendous. You know, we've been away from football for so long, something that's, so good for some people and such a um, you know a get out for some people and you know after all this time they're not even set and ready to go I thought it was honestly shocking and appalling that they've had all this time during Covid to not make the ground ready to be um, football league safe um, but yes finally we did get ticket news announcement um, I think it was on the Thursday I'd had a mad busy day at work so luckily when it all came to finger um, that the game had come out the tickets had come out. We managed. I managed to get Travis here to get hold of my tickets for me because I I wouldn't have stood a chance of getting hold of them myself personally. I, was, I had way too much on. Uh, but yeah, we finally got hold of the tickets and yeah, we could finally go and see a game of football. But I just wanted to touch on how how bad of a how bad of a situation was that run really, Travis? Well, yeah, I was exactly the same. I didn't. I was expecting um, nothing to come of it. I thought. We got to a Wednesday the Thursday, I was like, we're not going. I was planning other things on that Saturday to just go and see my mates and that. But um, yeah, so I got a message. I was on the way to work and I got a message saying, oh, have a good day because they're out. <laughs> I've got to buy like five tickets <laughs> <laughs> to get them all back from on site and work. But yeah, it was just, um, it was a bit shocking. We had all this time. I know it was the first ever game, but we had 18 months going on to sort it all out. Um, with COVID and all that and then they couldn't even do it I think it was, it was really you can tell it was non-league standard I think you can definitely tell they've not, they've not done it before but it's not excuse. No, it was definitely poor, poorly ran the whole situation of it and on Dale I'm going to touch on Dale and apart just just a little bit of a um, you know a, a bit of a criticism of them is that they don't they released the ticket news 15 minutes before they were going to announce it I think fans should have been given a bit more warning to it because just for example this is just purely me people obviously work and have jobs and they can't check the phones as constantly as that but they literally gave a 15 minute warning and like before before some people had even got out of work all the tickets sold so I felt it was a bit unfair obviously I'm just going to highlight my brother and my dad for example they both can't really wanted to go to be honest but didn't even know they'd come out on sale just because of a, just well just because like I say the communication was so little and it just happened just like that uh, but Ben what did you reckon on the whole ticket situation debacle uh, it was a bit of a farce like you said I think the main issue was it the tickets were released at four o'clock and everyone's not finishing work till five and six and it's just like 45 minutes or so, which is very impressive. It's just the fact that so many people missed out and it was, luckily all three of us managed to get them. But it was, 
it was one of them. I just don't think Harrogate are ready for the football league at all. Like you get to the ground and the freaking tunnels through the away stand, like any team bigger than us, like Bradford, and even if they go to League One next season with the results that you are getting, there's no way that ground will hold teams like Sunderland and Portsmouth. It's just not it's not a football league ground at all. Yeah, I don't know what to compare that ground. I can compare that ground to only one team that I've been to, and that's Slough. That's Slough, that's Slough Town. It's honestly like a mimic of that ground. And that's, obviously, I think they play in the National League South. Yeah, really, really odd stadium for the level of football. And obviously, I can't, I'm not going to harp on about attendances because attendances mean nothing in football. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's obviously, it's a really small ground. It doesn't hold a lot. And like you say, when Bradford rock up there, I'd be worried. I mean, not that, not that they can fit any more in because obviously we sold our attendance anyway, but it's just yeah. poorly managed. They need to be, I think they need to be a lot more ready for when fans are allowed, when, or when, once, um, once they bring these bigger clubs down to the ground. But yeah, uh, moving on from all that, let's obviously talk about the game, which is what the whole thing's about. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a funny one. Obviously, like I say, probably was a bit of a pre-season game for us, but... I felt confident, obviously, given off Harrogate's form last season, that we could turn up there and get a result. But the game couldn't have started in a more of a worse fashion. You know, two, you know, two clinical errors. I think one was from Jim and one was from Taylor, and we're two 0 down in the first ten minutes. And I'm thinking, oh no, here we go, another season of this. Can I, can I, can I really do this to myself again? But you know what? Credit to us. You know, we pulled ourselves back into the game. Got the uh, got one got one back through newbie um, a gr- great flick on from Beasley, um, yeah just before our time and as you could say Stockdale didn't look happy at half time when the players were coming down, um, but we rallied again in the second half, uh, got ourselves the equaliser and to me it only looked like there was going to be one team that was going to win the game. Uh, I felt like we we, we we did lose control towards the end a bit more, but I still felt we were the you know the controlling force of the game if you know what I mean. But then our old friend the 90th minute. And they they had other ideas for us, and the uh, they stuck the ball they stuck the ball in the back of the net in the ninetieth minute, and I'm thinking, well, this is just a flashback of last season, and I can't do this again. Um, and I left the ground in a bit of a grump, really, and a bit annoyed that we'd lost to, to a team such as Harrogate. I felt like we we should be doing better, but then I had to, like I say, calm myself down and have the realization that this is probably like a pre-season game for us, and we obviously need time to bed in. Um, but yeah, what were your overall thoughts on the game, Travis? Um, yeah, like you said, awful start. <laughs> like then, Jim and Nolte not playing a league game this up again. <laughs> that's my thought of then. That's my thought of now. Um, and then two 0 down ten minutes. I missed the first goal because I wanted to get some food because I'd already given up. Um, and then we score. And Conor Grant scores a decent goal straight after half time. And then I think um when they threw that flare on, it was on um the Rochdale FC podcast and they said it it took the whole whole momentum out of the game and yeah, it's um yeah. it completely just it killed it off. Like we we just scored the goal that two minutes after half time we're all we're raring to go. I think if Gary's on we would probably go and get another one. But it just it killed the game off. They could have five minutes to recuperate and get the red back in it. And um it it cost us massively. It it was so pointless and so frustrating. because we got back to that point and playing so well and then like you said that we had Chance if I'm a duly had a chance of it later on, probably should have done better with. But yeah, I think it was just the same old, weren't it? 90th minute corner. I think Lynch probably could have done a bit better. Um, and yeah, we ended up losing. Um, like you say, I was a bit, I weren't, I wouldn't say I was annoyed. I was, it was frustrating, weren't it, to um, 
since he's so late again, and we were all thinking it's gonna be the same, same, same shit, different season. But yeah, we, um, we moved on from it. Yeah, just touching on that, I forgot about the whole flare situation. And don't it's a tough one with the flare situation. I can see the fans want a bit of a bravado and a laugh, and if football's not been around for eighteen or eighteen months, and I and I get I get the money to throw it on the pitch, but it's like my, what my brother said. If if you if they'd done it and it was in like the the last kick of the game, or we were playing like a, a big team and we've just scored, just scored to, like to, for, for the winner or something. Then yeah, giving giving it to him a bit, I'd love it. But not when we've just equalised. You, you know, like you say, it just killed the momentum of the game a little bit. But listen, I understand that fans haven't been in stadiums for nearly eighteen months and they want to have that bit of a laugh and you know have that bravado again. So I do understand it in that regard. But yeah, um, Ben, what was your overall thoughts on the game? Uh, I think we went into it with high hopes, especially after the signings and with it being Harrogate Town, everyone like sort of looks down on them and it's like Harrogate Town, it should be a fun day out and a good win. But I think we're all just stunned being stood there at 2-0 down after 10 minutes. We couldn't quite believe it. Um, like you said to our time, when we went in at 2-1, um, Stockdale looked fuming. And I, I was saying to you, I was like, whoever scores next wins this. And that score literally five minutes after the half-time, you're like, it's only going to go one way here. But like you said, with the pyro situation, and I think when Odu went off uh, injured, I think it just swung completely. We had nobody down this left-hand side that actually wanted to come forward. And it was only going to go one way. It, wasn't, it was a bit of a dead game for the rest of it, but you could see when it was when it was the 90th minute, it was always going to happen. But it was one of them, like you said, it's we all were frustrated at the time, but when you t- took a step back and realised a few hours later, you, you do realise that it was our first game. And like you said, it was effectively a pre-season game for us. So it wasn't the end of the world, but it's just one of them and hopefully it doesn't cost us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully going forward, you know, it will, we can forget about this result in hindsight, fingers crossed. Uh, just touching, obviously, I, I, I didn't write it down in my notes and I don't know how I've not. So I just want to touch on it now whilst it's fresh in all of our minds. You brought it up there, Ben, actually. Uh, oh God, I'm going to butcher it because I don't know. I don't know how we pronounce it. We were having this yeah, debate the other day. Udo, Udo, Udo. I don't. However, you want to pronounce it. What a player he looks to be. What a, what a signing. You know, one of the last good things that Brian's done for this football club. He looks to be a, an absolute player. Uh, what do you reckon on him, Travis? <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, you got to just enjoy him obviously because he could be gone by January. Um, but he uh, looks. He looks amazing. Um, such a young lad as well, 21. Um, he's something we're not adding years. Like, I've said since we lost Mendes Langover years ago. Like He'll get the ball and he'll drive at players and he'll run at them. He's given the Mendes Langover. He'll take him on. He'll take him on. on. And um, he scored an absolute world on Saturday as well. So, yeah, he was. Um, he looks he looks amazing. But like you say, he could be gone next six months, 12 months. So, just enjoy him off of here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he looks to be one hell of a player. Uh, and if, if we can keep him any longer than what we've got him for, that'd be absolutely a major bonus. But yeah, Ben, what do you reckon on him? Yeah, he's class. Um, he didn't really get a lot of luck in last season, but I think just from his start of this season, it's been unreal. He's easily been my uh, favourite player this year. He's just he's, he's just been mega. Are you sure it's not Alex Newby? Alex Newby. I thought he was a good player, Alex Newby. I can't even say anything because he's played so well as well. It's just... <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. <laughs> Listen, you know, it's been set up, you know. If, if if he gets 20 goals and assist contribution this season, you're getting newbie on the back of your short shirt with number one on the back because he's your, you're his number one fan. 
So get into cider as well. Of course, yeah, we've got it. We'll get something sorted. We'll get it sorted. Yeah, so um, yeah, so moving on. Moving on to the Scunthorpe game at home. Um, obviously, the first home game of the season. Felt amazing to be back at Scotland. Obviously, we've got the scoreboard up now and there was a real buzz. You know, we got them wigging kebabs chilling in the, in the food kiosks. I've still not had the chance to you know, sample that fine delicacy. But come in this Friday night, I'll, I'll, I'll be having one. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. <laughs> Going on to our latest pie segment on the podcast. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, brilliant. obviously, brilliant to be back. Um, amazing, yeah. Nice to see everybody. Obviously, all my friends and whatnot. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was a good atmosphere to, to be back up at Scotland. Um, but yeah, I, I think on a whole, there wasn't really a hell of a lot to touch on with the Scunthorpe game because it was a bit of one of those funny games that yeah, you just felt like we, we should have, we, we, we dominated. We just simply did dominate the game. But there was just a lack of finishing, uh, that finishing touch. And especially in that second half, it kind of felt like the momentum stemmed from the game. Um, obviously, Cashman had a few good chances in the first half, but second half was a bit of a non-contest, not really much happening. But with us still being comfortably in control of the game. So we took a point from that. Uh, what was your opinions on the performance, Ben? Um, it was a very League 2 game, um, yeah. scruffy. Um, it was a bit boring that second half, like you said. Um, I think we've all got a thing for Pyros again. Um, both teams throwing them on at nil-nil for some obscene reason. Um, <laughs> it was just one of them. It, it was a proper League 2 football match. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty much... There's probably not going to be a lot to say on the Scunthorpe game because there wasn't a lot to dive... There wasn't really much to dissect in it. But yeah, Travis, what do you reckon? <laughs> nah, yeah, same thing. I think Scunthorpe looked shocking. I think they'll be down there this season. I think that was... I think they're like one of the relegation favourites. Um, they didn't look good at all. Um, we probably deserved... Maybe just about to nick it 1-0. We had a couple of half chances, I suppose. But yeah, it's one of them ones. Not really. It was like I said, League Two game, weren't it? Classic. Yeah, definitely a League Two game of football, one hundred percent. So from the Scunthorpe game, we moved into midweek against Forest Green, uh, Vegan FC, um, Broccoli <laughs> Eaters are us. Um, yeah, we come into that game. Obviously, Forest Green are in really good form, unbeaten, and they actually, sadly, still are unbeaten. Um, but it was a weird old game. Again, I think it was a. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be being biased to say it was another dominant performance from us against the league leaders. And I felt really aggrieved to be coming away from that game with nothing. I, for me personally, I, I I felt we were the best side. We created the chances. We had all the ball, and it just seemed to be lapses in concentrations. Uh, concentration, but like overall, a lot of the signs seemed really positive. You know, we we battled back. We got ourselves the equaliser. Previous to even getting the equaliser, we probably should have took the lead in the first half. Got the equaliser, but then we switch off for 30 seconds straight after kickoff and let him concede, and it's the one thing you're told not to do. Um, but yeah, we battled on after that, hit the post, uh, applied some good pressure. Andrews missed a free header that, for the world of me, I couldn't understand how he did, um, considering the six foot nine frame of him or whatever, however tall he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he couldn't seem to have the ball, which was, which is, which it is what it is. I suppose you can't just assume he's a, a he's a big man because he's because he is a big man. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, felt a bit gutted coming away from that game. And I think the the what's the word? Not the rot. Uh, the negativity had set in with the fan base because we hadn't got a result, and it was like, oh, it's getting to that point now. We've not won a game. But we're dominating, so are we? Are we just in the same mold as we were last season? But yeah, um, Ben, what was your overall thoughts on that game? 
Uh, it was one of them where you went into it thinking that we weren't going to get a result. And like you said, it wasn't a bad performance. It was a pretty good performance by us all. But it's if you stay, if you look at it now and realise that both Harrogate and Forest Green are unbeaten at the moment, and to realise that we're only going, we're only losing by one goal to them from a squad that's not even gelled properly. Like, um, it's I suppose it's a good sign really because you. We're, there's so much of the season left and we're, we're nowhere near gelled, especially with the new signings still coming in. And even though it was a loss, it's it's only that one, like you said, that lapse of concentration after our first goal that cost us that game. Um, but it was one of them. We it, it was an even game, really, and especially against a team like Forest Green that have now won four see, games. I, see, um, I wouldn't even say it was even because up until the point they scored, that was their only attack. And after that, it was only really their, their second attack that they got another goal. So I, it was I one, felt we dominated it. It was one of them. We lacked. We we just lacked the final thing. Like we had two shots on target that game, and we just kind of lacked lacked the final third. And I think both teams did really. It's just a case of, I think it was more of a case of who took the chances, and that was Forest Green that game. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I suppose that. To be fair, that's what happens. That's what good teams do. Chances come their way. You know, you've got a finisher like Jamil Matt, and that's Stevens, who seems to be a really good player. You know they'll they'll, yeah. they'll bag them and they did so yeah. Um, Travis, what did you did you feel a bit aggrieved coming away from that game? Because I definitely did. Uh, yeah, you know what? Um, it was just so frustrating how we got back level and then twenty seconds later you got to go up the other end and score. Uh, like you say, I think I think a draw would have been fair. A lot, I know we only had a few chances and they won it, but I don't think Andrew didn't have the best game when he came on. I think it was fair to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think Beasley going off is like I think that just killed us. God, I don't think we didn't really create much to be fair. But you know what? Forest Green went on the other day and won six um a few days after that result and won six three against yeah. Crawley. Yes, so to say we nullified them to having two three chances that game, pretty sure it's good for our defence because how can they go four days later and beat Crawley six three? You just know you just know we're gonna go to Crawley away and lose one nil. <laughs> yeah, written. But it's um fair play to him. I think I think um our defence I think it will be a lot better this season. I think Owen O'Connell um is the best centre back in this league, without a doubt. You definitely just took that off the podcast it was the podcast <laughs> that I put on. You no, definitely like... stole that. <laughs> I just I can't think of anything. I think he's definitely league one, maybe even championship quality. And we've got him on a on a deal. I think Taylor looks good. Um as a good signing, and yeah, um, it was disappointing. But like you said, I think it, when we saw the first three results four days later, we can look back and think, you know what, that wasn't a bad result. Yeah, it's crazy because, like you say, in hindsight, we 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 took these teams far. I didn't I didn't expect Harrogate to be anywhere near it this season. And obviously, yes, I know that they're a bit behind everybody with the COVID cases. They've not played for a few weeks, but since they've come back, they've won both the games and they were the three games unbeaten. <laughs> so. I just can't make head or tail of it. So really, maybe these weren't that bad of a result in the end. But we'll only, that'll only that'll only come to fruition really when where, when we see where the, the season finishes and see where we finish and see where they finish. So let's wait and see, I suppose. Um, yes, yeah, so moving on to the Northampton game. Obviously, we'd heard that that that, um, that rallying news previous to it about obviously everything to do with the club and the ownership, which was great. So it made for a real party atmosphere for the Dale fans travelling down to Northampton and. For me personally, I, I thought this was going to be a very, very tough game. Uh, Northampton, a very big physical side. 
And I felt like, even though, yes, we do, we have switched things up a bit this season and we've got a bit more of um, a spine and a bit of a rock at the, in, in the team this year, uh, I still thought it'd be a tough game for us. Um, sadly, I couldn't make the game as I was working and I had other commitments um, to, to, to attend to, so I couldn't make it to this game. But Travis did go, so I want to get your opinions on the match. So it's all on my shoulders, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. you are, you are the, the go-to. Right. So, <laughs> I, um, so first half, I didn't think. Obviously, going down with all the good news. First half, I didn't think it was great. Obviously, took the lead. Um, Max Taylor for a free kick, decent, decent enough goal. Then same again at Forest, at Forest Green. Um, straight up the other end, free kick, free header, one-one. Um, it was just like looking. It were it was all right. It weren't it weren't anything special. But then, I can say Jimmy Gehan, <laughs> what a player, like. I know last season I criticised him and I think I'm going to be made I, to eat I think words. we all did. I don't yeah. think anyone saw the play he No, um, he came on, absolutely changed the game. Dorfitt did well as well, but I want to say Keaton, he absolutely changed the game. Um, he came on for Matty Dunn. He, um, he was, we were just getting crosses in left, right and centre. He was driving, he was driving for. Um, then, second, se- 72nd minute when we took the lead, um, when we saw a counter attack, which I can't remember the last time we successfully countered a team. Um, I can't. I, I can't remember the last time Dooley successfully. No, got an I was say, Stephen Dooley um, carried it from his own box, <laughs> dribbled past a few players. Yeah, um, unbelievable through ball through um, to Josh Andrews, who at the time I thought it was miles offside, but Rolando said different. Um, it did look kind of sus when I watched it on the highlights. Yeah, it, there it, you go. it looked offside, but it, it all pans out in the season. Doesn't it? You get some, you don't get some. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I was, I weren't confident after what we saw um, at Forest Green. I thought he might have missed it, but you know what? He, um, he had a decent game second half. First half he didn't do much, but second half he did all right. Obviously got the goal. I think he improved after that as well. And then, yeah, we didn't even, we never really looked threatened. We had a decent chance from corner again in the last minute, which just bounced over the bar. I don't know if it came in the highlights, but it just went over. And oh, I no. really thought we, um, we lost it there. But then it's when, other end, Cashman puts a good throw through to um, Odo, Udo, obviously his name, and he drives at him and then puts it top corner and he wins the game for us. And um, yeah, it was a great result, a great day. And um, yeah, class. Yeah, yeah, it looked it looked like a really you know a promising performance in the end. That second half really looked like you know, we changed. Obviously, like I said, apparently Stockdale gave them a right bollocking at half time, and it looked to give uh, had the desired effect in the end, and we got to come away with the three points. Obviously, Ben, I'm not going to touch too much on on you, Ben, because I, obviously I think yeah. you've only seen what I've seen. But <laughs> what did you reckon of the highlights? Um, no, great. Um, like like Travis mentioned with that. I think it was when we were two one up and they had that chance for about ten yards up and he skied it. Um I think that was the turning point. He was like, How did he not score that? And then we went up the other end, like you said, in the ninetieth minute and sealed sealed it. So all in all, it sounded like a cracking performance and three points. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So yeah, it was three points on the board and it was a platform well, I think it's a platform for us to build on in the league going forward and hopefully we can instill that winning mentality into the club you know it's something that we've not had for absolutely years where I don't think I've seen us go on a, like a really big run of results that have been positive um, so yeah hopefully you know winning breeds confidence at the end of the day like they say and hopefully we can just keep ticking on and ticking on uh, so moving on to the cup game obviously we uh, Dale received a, a buy-in for the second round of the, of the Carabao Cup after 
the COVID cases through the Harrogate camp, so they were unable to fulfil the fixture. So we got a buy into the second round, and obviously we drew up against Shrewsbury, which wasn't the most lucrative of ties. But probably in the end, was probably one of the best ties we could have got um, coming up against a Shrewsbury team. Uh, that hadn't won a game yet this season. I don't think they've had scored. I don't think they've scored. I still don't think they have scored a goal uh, this season. Um, but from what it seems to me, just on the Twitter, yeah, again, sadly, I couldn't make it. It's a midweek game. I didn't put the time off work and I was working till five o'clock, so I wouldn't have, wouldn't have got there in time. I don't drive. Uh, but it did seem to be a totally dominant performance uh, against uh, an opposition in the league higher than us. Um, so that's that's a real positive. I, the, only, the only worry I did have going into half time was that. Yes, we've dominated this game, but are they just going to sucker punches in the second half and get the goal that they don't deserve? But no, you know, we, we stuck at it. We stuck to task, got the penalty. Their man got sent off. Debatable whether it was or wasn't last man, but who, who cares? Like I say, like Travis says, it bounces out through a course of a season. Um, stuck it away. And then Catherine, of all people, um, bags it in with a header at five foot one of all five foot one of them. Um, yeah, what was your opinions on the game, Travis? Um, yeah, again, played well. I think, as you can tell, you can definitely tell why Shrewsbury, well, that Shrewsbury haven't won or even scored a goal all season. I mean, when you've got Rakeel Pike up front of your leading striker, you're not going to score many goals. Rakeel um, Pike. Yeah, every chance, every time they got near the box, they just didn't, they didn't they try, I don't, they didn't even try to walk at it in, they just couldn't do anything. I, got, I don't remember having any clear good chances at all. Um, we, we were definitely the better team, 100%. Um, Beasley obviously the penalty come from Udo again some hard work puts the ball through to Beasley and I think it's a definite red card at the time I'm not seeing the highlights but in, in real time it looked like a definite red um, good penalty from Beasley went fair down to 10 then yeah Cashman newbie with another assist just for you Ben um, good, <laughs> um, good good delivery Cashman's there, back post, can add it in. And yeah, it just sealed it. We um we just last 15, 15, 20 minutes just passed it around, just kept get the ball, get the ball calm. And yeah, it was really good to see. Brilliant, brilliant. That's all found very positive. Travis, I mean, you gotta make sure that you keep um you keep a tally for uh, newbies goals and assists this, this season. <laughs> Don't worry, mate, I've already got on. <laughs> on <there. laughs> uh Ben, just obviously off the highlights, you're the same as me. What did you reckon from the performance? Uh solid. Um like you said, any team with high cut front is not really going to score many goals. But when we first got the draw, Shrewsbury away, it was kind of like the worst draw, really. But like you said, with the run of form they've been on, it turned out to be a cracker and a good result. And we're all sat here, fingers crossed, for a good tie next round. Well, yeah, I've just had a tweet through from the Officially Dale account saying round three is start, the draw is starting shortly. I've not actually checked the results since half time. Uh, oh, Burnley won. Travis is going to be very happy. So that kind yeah. of rolls on to the next point. Uh, boys, who do we want in the next round, Travis? Burnley. 100%. Burnley. Burnley. Burnley away, mate. Listen, it's a winnable tie as well, I think, playing it Burnley. Is, it is. They never really take the cup competition seriously. Listen, we've got my girlfriend, all my family's Burnley fans. We've got Burnley fans that I meet. All the people at work are Burnley fans. So I, I want to take them. I want to have that. Bit of Burnley, bit of Burnley. Ben? Um, leads all Liverpool away. Listen, as I said before, as long as you bring that Lamborghini for me, <laughs> you know, we, we can go wherever you, you want, sunshine. <laughs> um, personally, I, I'd really love to get Arsenal. Um, obviously, I, I make no, I make no um, secret of it that I am an Arsenal. Well, I do follow Arsenal in the background. 
um, you know, tough time for the club at the minute. But I think it'd be really well. It'd just be brilliant for me on a personal note and my dad to be able to watch um, Arsenal against Rochdale. It'd be uh, yeah, <laughs> it'd be brilliant. To be Home or away? Home or away? Uh, I'd have to say I'd probably have to say away, yeah. just because it'd be that bit of a different experience. Uh, I'm under no illusion that even despite how um, bad Arsenal are at the minute that they'd absolutely probably wipe the floor with us but it'd be just a really nice occasion for me personally um, yeah uh, so looking forward to Friday uh, should be, it should be a brilliant atmosphere you know obviously now that all the, um, the situation with the takeover has been resolved uh, we seem to have obviously all the ex-players uh, coming out on the pitch and uh, and, <laughs> and managers in, in detail <laughs> Travis's best friend uh, we'll make sure that we sit you two together <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Why not? But yeah, it looks like it's going to be really, really good. Do on Friday, they've got a bit of live music yeah. on. Um, you know, they've got a, set, a bar set up and all sorts. Obviously, the ex-players, like I said, Gary Jones. Uh, yeah, it'd be a really nice occasion, and I'm looking forward to it. I think I've not felt a buzz like this around Rochdale uh, Football Club for for quite a while now, really. Um, so it's a nice feeling. Uh, there's a lot of optimism going into the rest to the rest of this season. So that kind of rolls on to my last point of the evening. Uh, for you both now, chaps, because I'm, I'm sure we both quickly want to get away and watch the draw. Um, now that we've obviously settled in uh, into the season and we, we seem to be getting uh, into our stride, what do you think is realistic for us to achieve this season? Cup competitions and obviously league, uh, Travis? Um, you know what? I'd still take, I feel, I'd still take mid-table. I think a middle-table finish, like 12th, 13th, I'd, take, I'd have to take that. I'd yeah. stop down for a season. All these new signings. I mean, if we want to go for like a playoff push, and I'm all for it, but I, th- I I don't think anyone can complain. I don't think we'll be down there in relegation scrap by any means, but I don't think we'll be going for the top. I think mid table finish, cup. I, I mean, we're going to third round. If we get a decent tie here, we, then I think starting a mid table finish, I think we've got a good season. I think, don't they? Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, ben? Um. I'd be happy, like Travis had a mid-table finish, but I wouldn't be surprised if we're pushing for top ten. Um, I really, I really wouldn't. I feel like we've got the squad there; it just needs time to gel. And I feel that if it comes together right, it could be top ten finish easily. Yeah, I'm, I hate to be boring. We all sound the same. <laughs> uh, I think about the same. To be fair, I think we've got the basis of a good team. I sound like a bloody parrot. Um, yeah, we've got the base. Like I say, we've got the base of a good team, and obviously they're still gelling. This still is probably like the back end of a preseason for us still. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, the signs are positive, and it looks like hopefully we can keep that momentum going, and you know we can go and have a good season, and you know we're touching towards the top end of League Two. Fingers crossed. But if not, I'm not that bothered. I'm really not. I just I'm just happy that we've got our football club and it's ours, and nobody's going to come and take it away from us. And if we can just have a solid season, that'd be brilliant if, if, for me personally. Yeah, and obviously to have a nice little cup run here and there, maybe have a go, bit of a go at the EFL trophy. Uh, I do quite like that competition. A lot of people don't. Uh, and maybe a bit of a run in the FA Cup. And obviously we've got so far in the League Cup already, so it's all very positive. Um, yeah, so all the focus turns to Friday. Hopefully we put in a good performance and we can come back with something a bit more positive in a few weeks to talk about again. Um, but yeah, just before we finish for the evening, I've got to do what we always do. Travis, what did you have for your tea? <laughs> mate, it's the most boring thing ever. I had um, a cheese sandwich, mate. Oh, no, you've not. You've not I got done for it last year. He's brought it back. He's brought <laughs> it back. It's nearly as bad. It is just, it's, no, it's not nearly as. It's just as bad as Ben with his sandwiches. Yeah, <laughs> that was a cheese sandwich. What did you have? 
I had spag balls, so much better. Spag balls. Garlic bread? Yeah, of course. Oh, what a guy. Listen, well, I'm, well, I'm on a night shift at work, so I've just had a ch- ch- chicken burger and chips. So I've just got that ordered yeah. into work. So very fun. Very fun, yeah. But no, lads, obviously, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, this, this has been a way more positive episode than we've ever recorded. So that's, <laughs> yeah, a nice. Nice, that, that's a nice experience. Um, but yeah, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, Travis, take care of yourself. And I'll see you yeah, soon. Man. I'll actually see you on Friday. Yeah, man. See you on Friday. And Ben, I'll, I'll take care of yourself and I'll see you on Friday. Uh, until yeah. next time, up the Dale. Up the Dale. Up the Dale. Thanks for tuning in to another week of the All Dale Aren't We podcast. Until next time.